Welcome back, everyone. It's here, it's live, it's season two of I'll Give That 10 Minutes of Me DVA. Wow, I can't believe it. I've said season two. I never thought I'd get to this stage, but here we go again. And I thought they're only right that I go back to basics, back to how it all began and bring them back in. It's been a little while since we've chatted, but everyone, he's back. Brace yourselves if you can. Here's Craig. Hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, man. You know what? I was just thinking back to just what you just said then. Obviously, the second season of your fantastic channel. How the hell have they let us stay on? I have That's got no I'm idea. Say, mate. It's been I thought, a miracle. I thought we'd be blocked by now. I, <laughs> I'm amazed. Obviously, when I started it, I kept saying, I, I want to try and get to 10 episodes. That was like my milestone. If I can get to 10 episodes, I feel like I've yeah. achieved something. And we're on to the 11th official episode, so it's, it's clearly working. It's clearly a project that I still want to stick with. And with so many more topics yet to be talked about, I'm hoping it's going to be a longer season than season one. Now, wow. Yeah, no, to be honest with you, mate, you know, thank you for inviting me back. Um, obviously, I was there on your first one. I'm there on, obviously, your, your second season. So, yeah, no, thanks very much, bud. Hey, welcome. It's, it's nice to, to go back to my roots, as it were. <laughs> but, yeah, it, while this is going out, we're obviously still under lockdown, the UK lockdown, which is affecting everybody. I think predominantly... Lockdown is going to be the main talk of topic for a lot of people, certainly for the foreseeable couple of months anyway. How are you finding it at the moment? Are you coping well? Are you keeping healthy? Um, yeah, to be honest with you, it's, it's you know, it's we've all been here before. This is something, we, you know, we're, we're all used to. You know, it's uh, a repeat of last year, you know. Um, I think, obviously, this is uh, a bit worse this time around. Obviously, this second strain sort of come back with a bit of a vengeance, hasn't it? But, yeah. Um, I'm sort of like, yeah, I'm trying to keep fit. I've, um, I've started doing a little bit of a diet. Oh. Um, I'm now I'm now doing, instead of just walking to the fridge to get food, I'm doing like a fast pace walk now. <laughs> um, I find that's sort of really helping me out. And when I'm drinking my beer, what I'm doing is I'm doing reps now. I'm starting to turn into reps before you know, as I'm drinking it. So I'm getting some good sets in, Dave, to be honest with you. I like it. I like it. You've got a really good yeah. sturdy drinking arm now, then. But that's the one, mate. <laughs> What's been your favourite tipple during lockdown, then? Oh, well, I, I've been, due to the Christmas, you know, I've been enjoying a little cheeky Baileys. You know what I mean? I do like a little cheeky Baileys. Um, but I was I was treated to one of my favourite tipples, which was Cavossier. Cavossier brandy. Hello. A champagne cognac. Mm, that goes down very nicely. Champagne no cognac? Yes. Talk me through that. I've never heard of it before. Yeah, yeah, basically. But not to get into all like brandy nerdy talk, but you've got your standard brandies, but champagne cognac is, they, they brew them in, in barrels, which apparently uh, they've had champagne in. So oh, it does okay. alter the taste. Right. Yeah. So it's um, it's all made within the same sort of thing, but it's a much richer taste, much nicer taste. It's not like I'm endorsing, but you can wash it here. Yeah? <laughs> you the real man. <laughs> No, it's like you know, but it, no, it's just my favourite tipple. It's actually it's expensive, but it's my favourite tipple. But I did, Dave. I did pull out my pardon my French. Pull out my uh, my, my specialty brand. I have a lovely vintage uh, Remy Martin XO, which I bought out for special occasions. Nice. Which is uh, which is fifty year old vintage brandy. Fifty. Mm. So that is something special. Ooh. Yes. Very 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 fine brandy. That that is very expensive. We've got to. Like, boss is a gift for me, but wow, no, that is that is like something special. But as I say, that gets sipped very, very slowly because it's very expensive. Yeah, something like that you want to save, don't you? Don't you want to neck it? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it doesn't it doesn't get thrown any coke or anything like that. It just gets a couple of ice cubes, 
and off we go. Sounds like a fun time's been had already then. What's your tip? What's been your tip over, over, like obviously Jordan lockdown, Dave? Well, I must admit this was the Christmas just gone. It was the first Christmas in a while where I said I want to get a few spirits in and I did did, uh, have a nice bottle of single malt, which I very rarely drink these days, but a nice single malt, just as you say, just as it is with a bit of ice or a little tiny drop of water just to soften the edge a little bit. Yeah, drop of water, Um, a few beers. A friend of mine's been doing some homebrew, which I've Ooh. been enjoying. He's been delivering bottles every now and then, producing his own beer, and it's gone down a treat. It's amazing stuff, and I'm looking forward to the next batch, which I'll happily review. Beer, yeah. bit Slayer of whiskey. Slayering, yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> I've got to review beer and cheese. It's going to take a long time. Yes. <laughs> a few beers, bit of whiskey, and like you said earlier, a bit of cheeky Baileys. What makes it cheeky? I don't know. You kind of look left and right. It makes it look a bit more shifty, a bit cheeky, but it's festive. Oh, so you know, it's a little bit cheeky, a little bit way, a little bit whoa, a little bit, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, sneak it out. <laughs> sneak a few ice cubes into a glass, a little cheeky pour, boom, off you go. Absolutely. Have you got pinky out while you're drinking it? Absolutely. As I said, it's, been lo- it's a lockdown at the moment, so we're all still staying home and doing our bit to protect everyone, keep everyone safe. Craig, obviously, you're still going with your podcast slash YouTube channel, keeping the momentum going, keeping people positive and happy and getting through this hard time. How is it going with Positively Craig? To be honest with you, mate, it's been absolutely fantastic. I've had some amazing feedback from some of the videos I did. I did a bit of a funny one over Christmas, um, the Christmas COVID Chronicles. I don't know if you ever, if you watched that one, but that was quite a funny one. Talking about Boris Johnson and Chris Whitty and all the things that happened in 2020. That, that, that really got a good reception. But to be honest with you, it's more about we're all locked up in the house. We're all stuck in. We're all sort of like back to, to being, what are we supposed to do during this lockdown? You know, we're yeah. all twiddling our thumbs. And it's very easy for us to all get very despondent and, and down. And just having sort of that positive attitude towards it, sort of having that stronger mentality to try and sort of keep yourself together. Because I know, um, and I won't brush on this for long, but I've had a few people who who unfortunately suffer from mental health issues uh, due to lockdown and obviously been sort of exacerbated. Yeah. A big word, that. Exacerbated. It is. um, Obviously during the lockdown. And I think, you know, I've had some people saying that the videos have really helped, you know. Well, that's good. And, you know, I, I think it is, if anything, like like what you're doing, Dave, this podcast is fantastic. It's sort of like, it's happiness for the soul, really, isn't it? It's like yeah. sort of just that escapism of, of just, you know, listening to somebody and, and, you know, picking up on some advice. And, so, you know, just the, just having that sort of talking to somebody during these times is, is just a release, you know what I mean? And, and I, I, to be honest, I, I get huge gratification out of it. And, I, you know, and I love you know, listening to your channel as well, Dave, you know what I mean? You've got some fantastic episodes on there, mate. Thank you, thank you. I've enjoyed doing it. It's a project, like I've said many times, that I wanted to stick with, and I'm going to stick with it. I've got myself a little setup. It's like a little mini booth. Craig even commented that it looks a bit like I'm a DJ. He basically so... looks like a radio DJ. He looks like he's he's doing a, like a um, like a phone-in, you know, like a sort of like a, a, <laughs> a caller's. Okay, caller number one. Uh, what's your question? <laughs> it literally does look like a like a home DJ, like a pirate radio. I think that's the aim. At some point, they'll be potentially getting people to call in for an episode. Or, as I've said before, you can send me a voice note, especially now I've got Signal as an option as well. And we can play them during episodes. There'll be various teams coming up. You can get involved. All the information will be on end of the episodes and on my Instagram page as well for you to follow on. But just, again, going back to your Positivity Craig, it's... Still keeping the momentum going. You plan on going for this for quite some time, I would assume, so people can keep following you and keep up. Yeah, no, I, I do plan to. You know, I have. You know, it's one of the good things is it's it's reached quite a broad audience. To be honest with you, it's it's you know looking at the analytics of my channel. You know, what I mean, I'm getting getting quite a lot of people from overseas, oh, well, American, okay. Australian, 
Um, so it's reaching quite far out at the moment, which is I think is absolutely fantastic. I got two new subscribers yesterday. Nice. So yeah, it's 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 growing nicely. You know what I mean? It's it doesn't half help just to have somebody there sometimes just to just give you that sort of advice, make you laugh. You know, just just sort of that, that break from normality. You know what I mean? Especially with us all being locked up. And to be honest with you, it's it's something I, I plan to grow, get bigger, move mm. forward with. You know what I mean? It's not monetized or anything like that. It's literally I do it because I love doing it for people and it makes me happy. So yeah, no, it's it's something I you know like yourself, Dave. I want to keep going, keep happy, keep entertaining the masses. You know, sounds good to me. Sounds like you've got your head screwed on. You know what you're doing and what you want to get from it. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, one of the ways I've coped during lockdown to keep myself you know in a, in a positive frame mind is to go to UK comedies. I've been watching the likes of Only Fools and Horses, The Vicar of Dibley, Bottom, Spaced, and many others. I enjoy British comedy. It's still something I laugh at to this day. In terms of something comedic, what is it you watch that keeps you, you know, in a good frame of mind, keep your spirits up, keep you going, I suppose? Well, to be honest with you, there is loads of fantastic British comedies that are out there. You're talking about the classics like The Vicar of Dibley. Ever, everyone should have watched that at Christmas, you know, the Brussels sprouts, oh. one, you know, all the Christmas dinners. It's iconic, <laughs> absolutely iconic, brilliant, brilliant. I mean, I, I, I never get sick of watching that. That's something I could watch over and over and over again. I know, obviously, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, uh, like, The Office and, and yeah, yeah. you know, Phoenix Knights and stuff. I know oh, you're a huge Phoenix Knights fan. Am. Um, I'm sure we'll probably do a, a separate episode for that because that's a biggie because you're, you're a super fan, I think, to be honest with you with that. But, you know, there's, there is so many good, you know, original British comedies, Only Fools and Horses. You know, there is some fantastic ones out there. And, yeah, I have, you know, you, you can't help but go back to them. And it's there's never, they're never stale. They always have longevity. You can always watch them. You can always jump straight into an episode. It doesn't matter where you are, what season it is. And straight away, you're laughing. You're, you're laughing your head off. You just It's pure entertainment no matter where you pick it up you're listening to Davey A's I give that 10 minutes jeez certainly with um, Fools and Horses I've been kind of that's been me last sort of binge watch these last few days and I was watching the one last night where um, they win a holiday thanks to Rodney's marble arch painting but oh, yeah. he, he was entered in the 14, 14 year old competition and, and won and Rodney's got a pass for a 14 year old boy and he's like you know 6 foot yeah. 7 middle aged man and he's passing for a kid I absolutely yeah. love that episode. I think one of the ones that, that really stuck out for me was obviously Del Boy's always been a chancer. You know, he's always obviously like selling his wares and dodgy yeah. stuff and stuff like that. But what really I think was a fantastic addition to that was when he went to that auction and, and obviously the, it went for millions, you know what I mean? The watch that um, was in the garage, yeah. 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 And that and they literally faints. For me, I thought that was sort of like after all his efforts, all the all the, the, the fun he's had and the the, the wheeler dealer type of guy, you know, to finally get something that that falls to for him was, I thought was a brilliant, brilliant, uh, you know, twist to, to the episodes, and it really, for me, it was sort of like, I don't know, it was heart heartwarming. It, it was, was sort of like, oh my god, he's finally got his his money, you know what I mean? And I, for me, that I I think that was brilliant. David Jason is just always oh, a legend. What an absolutely amazing actor. Not even. Not even finished acting. I'm sure he could still get on on screen now and and portray something and do it really well, even though he's he's getting on in well, life. Well, have you seen? I've done if you if you've picked it up yourself, but I've watched, been watching this as well, which is um, Open All Hours. Oh you yeah, know, he, yeah. He took he took on the mantle, didn't he? Of um, of running the shop. He did. Obviously, Arkwright's running the shop, but he's now. Sorry, not, it's not Arkwright. Um, <laughs> it was it was it was Arkwright, Ronnie. Uh, Arkwright's shop. Ronnie Barker, um, wasn't it? 
yeah, yeah. But he's obviously Granville. That was it. Granville, Granville yeah, yeah. Yeah, Granville's took over the shop now, but he's he's more like Ark right now. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, and some of the original characters in it as well. It's, it's just, I love that. I just, you know, he still still has the, the banter with the till, and it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Because I don't know if you ever looked into that series, but one of the things that that they used to have with the till is it was attached to a piece of string and, the, and I think it was like the director or something had like a, a rope or something on the back of the till and literally used to yank it as fast as he could to close <laughs> that till and he said there's a couple of times when he's almost been like you know he's literally just got his fingers out just in time because like because he's absolutely ragging that till to, to make it like, as vicious as possible but yeah it was I think that relationship with, with an inanimate object it takes a special actor or actress to to really to convey an inanimate object something as a till yeah to have that relationship with it you know it, you, oh, i'm worried it's going to hit me and he's going to bite me but you know that that shows how good of an actors they are you know these guys are amazing what a great show i mean there's been times when i've been setting up shop in the morning and i've got that trumpet theme tune in my head <laughs> yeah <laughs> when i'm putting the sign out in the morning for work it's just yeah <laughs> Well, Dave, I'll be honest with you, I work with you, and you are very much like, if someone comes in, they ain't leaving without buying something. <laughs> so, to be honest with you, it, it's a bit close to home for me, to be honest with you. Uh, oh, no, I think I might have to change my second name to Arkwright. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I am terrible, I am terrible. Buy something. I know, it's terrible, isn't it? You come in, I'm just browsing. No, you're not browsing, you're buying something. No. You're, you're, not, you're not leaving till you get your money yeah, out don't swear in my shop. No one says browsing. <laughs> Is that about browsing? Don't do that. Don't do that. For those of you that don't know, Craig and I work for a, a specific retailer. I won't name any retailer right now, but the people who know who I am know where I work. Every day is different, but the level of comedy always stays the same. The banter between us two, the puns we're throwing out, the one-liners from various movies and telly shows, it keeps us going through the day. There's most definitely. Most definitely. And what I've, what I've found, I think we have discussed this back in season one, is that I don't like to be out-punned. And you're always there beating me to the punch, and I, uh, it's still great with me, you know. When you're beating me to a punch, it's like, uh, it's like a stab in the heart. Well, as I said, as I said in the first one, Dave, I'm a pungent. <laughs> yes, yeah, there is that going for you. <laughs> Any, <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> oh. right, writing me off over here. Aside from reverting to the likes of comedy and YouTube channel, your podcast channel. How are you keeping yourself active during lockdown? Your mind, your body, whatever it might be. Well, yeah. To, to be honest with you, it's it's been something that I've I've looked at in regards to. Obviously, I'm doing this channel. I'm reaching out. I'm helping people. I'm you know doing my podcasts as as you are. But it's also you got to think about helping yourself as well. You got to think about looking after yourself. Obviously, I'm I'm all about like making sure other people are okay. You know, give, giving the advice to other people. But one of the things I've looked back is you know pretty much like you know put that mirror up. Look back at yourself. What what am I, what have I done for myself sort of during this lockdown? And one of the things that I have done is um, during Christmas I invested in a portal. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And what I've started doing now is I've started talking more to my dad and my sister on like the group chats and stuff like that, which we we've always done always done on like text messages and WhatsApp and stuff like that. But to be honest with you, when you're on a video call and you can see somebody, you cannot beat that sort of connection. Literally, we can't be in the same room together. But once you're on a video call with multiple people, yeah, it's like you're all sat on the couch together. And it, for me, that's really sort of helped my mentality, sort of my sort of um, strength in regards to keeping my mind active, keeping my positivity up. You know, I, obviously, you know, I've, I've 
try to sort of get me a little bit of a diet going, sort of do a little bit more of the exercise. Got on my drums, um, doing stuff like that, sort of doing like an hour on my drums every day. So yeah, it's 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 sort of like a combination of how you've got to look at yourself and think, well, I know I sometimes like if your parents or something like that, it's all about looking after somebody else or you know, making sure the kids are all right, the kids got this, kids got that, that. But it's so easy for us to just neglect ourselves and because as a parent, you pour everything, 100% of what you've got into making sure the kids have got what they need, they're entertained, they're happy. But you've got to sometimes turn that on yourself, Dave. You've got to look at yourself and think, hey, you know, what can I do for myself? What do I need to do? Do I need to recharge my batteries? Do I need to get my positivity up? How do? How am I feeling? Can I be doing a bit more of this? Can I be talking to people that I don't normally talk to? And yeah, it is something that you do need to reflect on. For me, that's how I've pretty much handled this lockdown. So it sounds like a great mentality, a great way to be. Going into the new year, especially when we're not allowed out, it's great to keep, like you say, a positive attitude and keep focusing and just staying happy in general. Like I say, for me, it's comedies, it's saying funny one-liners, it's keeping in a funny atmosphere to keep you going. The second you start getting all uh, about the lockdown, then it, it you know it's a downward spiral, isn't it? So keeping positive, watching something funny, you know, slapstick comedy. Put a bit of police academy on, put a bit of naked gun on. It's all visual slapstick. It'll keep you going for hours. Oh, yeah. I love stuff like that. A friend of mine's recently just discovered Police Academy, I think, for the first time. And it's like, I wish I was going on that journey all over again because that's a great franchise, one we've discussed it, it, back it, in the day. Yeah, it's, yeah, everyone can remember like the first Police Academy movie, the first Naked Gun, the first Aeroplane well, film, you know what I mean? Those absolute belly laugh at the absurdity of some of the things. And you just cannot beat it. You cannot beat that. That's just of like entertainment where literally it's just, some of it is so farcical that it's, hilarious and you can't get you can't beat that you can't beat the the dryness of like um leslie nielsen in the in the <laughs> naked gun films some of the things he says are just like but he's, he's deadpan with his face and you know the innuendos are in there the things he's saying but you just oh my god it's just hilarious but the, it's it is that sort of slapstick comedy aspect as you say that just a laughable innuendos that I mean you know what I mean the dragnet sort of aspect and it's it's brilliant they never get tired for me you know what what would you say is, if you had to pick say a top two films of them what would be your top two Dave I put you see, on the spot there see I'd, I'd probably put as a collective I don't know if I'll get away with this but as a collective mm. one of my choice would be the carry on franchise oh, just because they're, they're old school and they still make me laugh even though they're really dated now they still make me laugh I love the carry on movies again yeah. a lot of slapstick funny situations, really hilarious characters and scenes that they get stuck in. Always go to a carry-on movie when I'm feeling a bit low. But in terms of maybe more recent choice, oh, I don't know, because we've discussed loads of options back in work and stuff, and I always revert to the likes of Wayne's World, and I revert to like coming to America, and Beverly Hills Cop, it still makes me laugh. Police Academy, as I've mentioned, it's hard to kind of narrow it down. Maybe, um, oh, God, that's, that's really put on the spot. It's, it's a hard it's a to get question, to get like a, a top comedy. When, yeah. <sighs> when you've got so much quality out there. It, it's hard, it really is. You're trying to pin down a whole generation of phenomenally good films. It's it's a needle in a haystack, really. It really is. You could pick a few out, but then you could pick another few out, and then pick another few out, and you know, wait, you, know, you might as well just say everything. Everything, <laughs> everything that's funny. That's my top choice. Everything, everything that's, that's funny. Everything that's made you laugh is a favourite. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I, I I just love the fact that, like I say, I've been reverting back to loads of UK stuff and rediscovering stuff I watched when I was younger. Like like I said, only fools and horses and so on. But going back to things like like keeping up appearances, which was considered back in the day a really funny British comedy, just about a, you know a husband and wife trying to 
live the life, but she thinks she's better than what she is, and, and the situation that the poor husband gets roped into made me laugh. Poor, poor... Is oh, that Richard, was yeah. it? Richard? Oh, he just took some abuse off her. Poor Richard just was the butt of the joke, wasn't he? He was. And, he uh, really was, was. Bouquet, was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was the year saying it, wasn't it? But, bucket. But, but it was spelled but, bucket, you know, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, that's the thing, and it? it it was absolutely fantastic. Were, you know, she she was very you know wants to be middle class to ha- upper class. You yeah. know, and yeah, the situations and obviously you've got the the other you know, relatives like Oslo and you know the sort of they live in a sort of like a you know working class family and you know what I mean they don't want to be seen around them, don't want to be associated with them. But that contrast of like how close they were, they were they were family. Yeah. But she obviously thought she was that sort of upper class. But then it was just, I think, the embarrassment that she felt sometimes. But that's what made it pure comedy. Like, I don't know if you see the one where she went to the house and they had an Alsatian, which was in, like, a car that was in bits on the front thing. And the Alsatian come out of it and she's like, ah, she falls over and it falls in the bush. That creased me. Absolutely creased me, that. Was so funny. There's, honestly, there's so many good episodes in that. And, yeah, it was one of my mum's favourites as well. That, keeping up appearances because uh, it just it just always made a laugh. God bless her, and it, to me, it, it always reminds me of my mum now. Um, and I, when it's on, because I just remember her laughing, you know, proper like uncontrollably laughing about it, you know. And it's those memories that you know that you love when it comes to comedies, and it's not only what makes you laugh, you remember what what makes other people laugh. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the show that I saw it was a few months now, but I used to love watching was Bread. Now, did you watch Bread? Oh, mate, I loved Bread. Bread was, I'd never missed Bread when it was on. It was amazing. I absolutely adored that with our Adrian and <laughs> our Joey <laughs> and his Daimler. Oh, my God. And Grandad next door. Oh, it was oh, just such a good fantastic show. Fantastic, that. Brilliant, brilliant show, that. But I love sometimes that. Obviously, it was all about, you know, the, the, the Liverpool life and, the, and they do sort of like trying to wheel a deal. But it, and some of the episodes, if you look into them, some of them were really intense yeah. and dramatic. And, you know, like when, you know, the the, the fellow used to come around, the husband, you know, the estranged husband used to come around. Yeah. And they had the heart condition. There was Lilo Lil. Oh, my God, you can't beat Lilo Lil. Trollop. Yeah, they, she was a tart, was it? Was it a tart, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and like some, like some of those, you know, where it went sometimes where it went a bit serious as well, sort of brought it into a bit of a drama as well. Yeah, yeah. Like where Joey found out he was a dad and stuff like that. And to me, it was coming from Liverpool and watching that and, and seeing sort of like them, you know, bombing around Liverpool, for me, was just, it was, I think it did a lot for Liverpool and it showed sort of like the, the you know, the working class and the lifestyle and that, but also the cheeky side of Scousers as well, yeah. the way they're all trying yeah. to like get the, get the doll money. Yeah. And they're like, they're arguing with the woman in the doll office and all that. Oh, just absolutely brilliant. It's, it was comedy genius, absolute comedy genius. I remember. I loved every one of them. I remember having the phone that Joey has, that 80s mobile phone no. with the big aerial. I had that. Wow. It was shockingly bad. Big, huge brick with an antenna on the top. And all it could do was call people. That's all it did. It was just, just a phone, which by today's yeah. standards is, is considered really, you know, retro. But it was a phone. I phoned people on it, but I had a big brick. With a retractable antenna, it it was. You mean like in the days when phones, you could only phone people. Imagine oh, that, just phoning what's people that on a phone. Yeah, I know. Could even text. There was no snake. It was just calling no. people. That's all it did back in the day. <laughs> there was not not enough radiation coming off. It just make you feel nauseous while you were using it. But no, whatever. no, but you know, we we got by. You know, we got by. We it was all right. And I do think... you know what? My mum had. My mum had that. Um... 
Do you remember the um, the, where they used to put all the money on the table, the uh, the hen? Yeah, egg, it was. It's meant egg. to be an egg, an egg like yeah. pot, but everyone had the money. My mum had one of them, and that was that was really dead funny. That because I remember seeing it, thinking, I'm not putting any money in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's meant to hold eggs. Yeah, it's an egg pot, and everyone's putting cash in it. No, no, no chance. <laughs> yeah, eggs, eggs or nothing. Sticking with the kind of like working class kind of families, I'm going to obviously talk about the royal family because <sighs> I love that show. You're a fan. When's the last time you watched it? To be honest with you, mate, if it's ever on, um, I'll watch it. it. It's possibly one of the best written sick, like sort of sitcoms that I've ever seen. It, I agree. The reality of it is, if you look, if you strip it back, they're literally a bunch of people sat on a couch watching telly. Yeah. Having honest yeah. conversations. and But also, like, to be honest with you, was it Caroline O'Hearn, was it? Um, yeah, yeah. wrote that with, um, was it Craig? Craig Cash, it, yeah. Craig Cash. And... Uh, to be honest, I don't think there's there's much out there that can actually beat the quality of the writing and that in regards to the situations that they used to have in. Ricky Tomlinson was the, the perfect, perfect dad for that. I've got a funny story, actually. I met him once. Oh, yeah. Um, I, used to, I used to work in a, in a, a large retailer, and he come in to buy a washing machine. And, you know, you see the guy on telly, you know, you see him and, and talk like that. And he literally said the iconic words to me, which I, if you'd ever wanted them to say anything to you, you'd want them to say this to you. He was buying a washing machine and I said to him, do you want to, like, extend your warranty on that? Do you want to get your warranty on it? And he said the immortal words, warranty! My ass! <laughs> 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 and mate, I was, I swear to God, for about two weeks, I was walking out with the biggest smile on my face. I couldn't believe he said it to me. It was like, it was the best thing ever. Honestly, it was amazing. But going back to the show, a real basic family but the storyline with Nana and you know when, when the, the scene where he's in the bathroom with Caroline where she's having the baby yeah. and it, that tense scene he's crying and stuff and that tension he breaks you know the scene is really really thinking and she's like I think I'm having this baby and it, it's really quiet it's emotional but then he just turns around and says to her are you sure babe you don't just need a great big poo <laughs> <laughs> mate that is the essence of phenomenal writing and also to deliver that in that tense scene you know with his father and daughter that was oh my god legendary it really is david because <laughs> you'd have a nap day <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> that's been used so much in work <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've got to go yeah nice one jim yeah <laughs> can't, do the, can't do the race you need yeah. to read the book out to Nana. That, that, oh, was, that, was, that was one of the best ones. Really. Oh, it's Lu- so good. Luciano. Was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have to rewatch it all now. Oh, it's so yeah. good. I love that. Like you say, it's very kind of typical for what a working class family is like. They're just literally sitting around the TV, having a TV dinner, chatting about the day, sending the youngest house to shops to do the errands, go and get the ciggies and the chocolate and whatever it might be. I'll let you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Get in. He's been doing the shopping. As soon as he comes back, yep, go and put the kettle on and make the brew for everyone. It's like, what? <laughs> he just gets told what to do by everybody. And that's, all, that's always how it was. When we were kids, we were always sent to shops so or asked to do it. It was, yeah. Take 50 pence to go and that kind of thing. Loved it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love that show. I don't think I'm ever going to get bored watching it. There was nothing, nothing better than being bribed as a child to go to the shop. Yeah. Yeah, there's some money to get some sweets. Go and like, get a week's shopping in. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love that. I've been given 50p. Yes. 
that's enough for a 10 pence mix 50p you were loaded as a kid with 50p mate your, your 10 pence 10 pence mix you have your, your panda cola or your bass shandy if you oh, felt like yeah. you were being yeah. like you know oh i'm dead drunk and bass shandy you know, but he was like <laughs> no no rail in it like um yeah all quality we getting you there getting your, your your paper money do you remember your edible money and oh god yeah the sugar paper wasn't it yeah yeah the sugar paper yeah, money and stuff yeah. like that and, Oh mate, I, I love all that me and mint mojos. My, fi- you know what? I'm going on a, on a tangent here, but one Go of my it. things that they need to bring back. I think I think we need to do a petition or something with this because this is how strongly I feel about it, Dave. Mint mojos. I love mint mojos. Why can't mint mojos make an appearance again? Probably because they they've got that many e numbers in that like they're, they're probably horrific in the toxic waste, but they tasted. They're, they were my favourite sweet ever growing up. I don't even recall mint mojos i mean what mint mojos. well I, i've got a couple of years on you dave i don't know whether or not that's got a anything to do with it but honestly mint mojos used to used to always make its way into the tempe mix yeah okay. they obviously your blackjacks your, your what is it the fruit tellers and stuff like that you know i don't know if you remember any of them but oh, for yeah. me they they were they growing up in the blackjacks and stuff like that they were my childhood then love them what if you had to would you say is your top five retro childhood sweets if you had to put a top five in there Okay, retro so childhood sweets. So like we're talking, um, like if you're going into a sweet shop and they've got all the jars behind the counter, you want your quarter of them. Ah, and right, okay. Quarter of them. What would be your well, five choices? Well, I've got some very fun memories of chocolate, chocolate, and chocolate yeah. nibbles, chocolate, oh, and chocolate yeah, nibbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. love a bit of that? To be honest, with you, they they were they were a huge thing. I did like me our bonbons. Oh, now which flavour bonbon though? That's the deal. Mm, no, I wasn't a fan of the strawberry. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's controversial, lad. No, no, no. I, I like I like the normal ones. I like the normal bonbons. Yeah. Oh, what else? I tell you what, I did get. I, did, I recently got pineapple cubes. Oh, that's a good shout, mate. I saw them in the shop. I was like, what? Yes. They, they just fell right in the basket. They were just, they were well getting devoured. <laughs> yeah. The cola cubes and pineapple cubes. Oh yes. They were an essential of anyone's yeah, bag of yeah. sweets. How about yourself, Dave? What what was your sort of if you had to pick five retro sweets, what would be yours? Other than the do you remember the candy cigarettes you used to be able to get? You'd stand outside with ten of the smoke. The dad. Look, I have the dad. I've never really a fan of them. I used to have and and occasionally still do sweet peanuts. Although they always stick to the paper bags, always. Yeah, yeah, it was a combination of sweet and paper. It's um, an interesting it was definitely combo. I think to be honest with you, I probably based on the fact of how many of them I've had, I probably had more paper. Than I've had. <laughs> so, you know, the you know, sweet it's one way of getting fibre in your diet. Well, you know, they do say fibre day and all that, but you know, um, you know, fibre is, you know, it is. Well, you know, I used to poop out toilet rolls, which is always good for the environment as well. Yeah, that much yeah, I had, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like what you did there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sweet peanuts. I probably have jawbreakers. Jawbreakers. Wow. Did you, did you ever try the fireballs yourself? Yeah, I was never a fan of the fireball jawbreakers. A bit too spicy for me. Yeah, it was a bit heavy then. Yeah, but you couldn't beat a good jawbreaker. It was a sweet you could you could eat for about two hours. Yeah, it did last it was like a long impre- time. impregnable to try and get into it. I was always, you'd, you'd... always licking it for ages. You know, just trying to trying to yeah, yeah. lower the layers a bit, and it just took hours, took hours. No, no, um, it was a value value for money sweet. Definitely. Oh yeah, oh god yeah. I still love to this day, and it was one of my childhood favourites. Flying saucers. Oh, you know, the mixture of sugar, paper, and sherbet. Come on. How did you used to eat them? Do you used to sort of bite all the outside? Or did you bite the corn off and tip it all or share it into your mouth? How was you out? Everyone has that. I found a few people have had different ways of eating them. I would let it melt on my tongue. 
Oh right, okay. So you you were you played the long game. The I played the game. long game. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. Remember that patience. Yeah. I had to run my face like it was like like, like the, the shit starting pistols gone. <laughs> I take my time with it and let it melt, and then this year, but we just hit it. You oh, it. when it comes to sweet things, I ain't got no patience for that. No, no, no. It's definitely like like I was when I was that young and I was I got sweets. There was honestly there was there was racing stripes on my hands. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Did you eat, or was you a fan of um, Astro Belts? Remember them? Astro Belts, wow, yes, I do. Lo- I did love a good Astro Belt. Yeah, I love, I love them. Yeah. There was like a red and a green one that I, that I used to get. I think the green was an apple one, but it's very tart. Yeah, yeah. But the red yeah. one, the kind of really spicy, sugary, amazing one, that was always yeah. my go-to. I used to love that. Love oh, a yeah. good Astro Belt. Messes with your tongue, it burns. Not burns your tongue, but it really makes it with all the sugar. Your tongue's kind of like... It's a, cit- it's a citric acid. Citric acid in sherbet. That's the one. I think if I had to name a top one, though, that is a really tough choice to, to put an ultimate one. But I, I'd always put in something like a pear drop or a rhubarb and custard or a chocolate lime, oh. something like that. I'd probably go with pear drops because I do love pear drops. Pear drops. You know what? I was going to say, as soon as you mentioned that, I thought, you know what? Yeah, that is that is a vintage quality sweet right there. Do you know what? If, if anybody's listening to this, they've never tried pear drops. Go out there. You've not lived. Honestly, you, you, where have you been? If you've been under a rock, where have you been? <laughs> if you have never tried a pear drop, honestly, you've not lived. That's all I'm going to say. An essential sweet, in my opinion. It obviously, it's an opinion. I'm not saying you must get out there and try pear drops, but you must get I out am. there and try I'm pear drops. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's not just comedy. It's enjoying retro sweets and reliving my childhood. It's anything to keep us in a good frame of mind. Have you planned or do you intend to start any projects at home? Well, to be honest with you, at the moment, a lot of my time's taken up with you know doing my videos yeah. on me, me on me on me YouTube channel and and the podcasts. I've recently just finished a project which was sort of like a childhood thing that sort of come back to me as an adult, which was uh, Lego Technics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I I decided to sort of splash the cash a little bit and invested in a Bugatti Chiron oh. Lego Technics kit. Nice. Um, now that was an undertaking. Let me just say to you, four thousand five hundred pieces or something like that. Oh it is. my god! And the intricacy of it is unbelievable. The, the way the engineers who've, who've done it and converted it from how they make the real car into Lego was like something I've ever seen. Like there's a thing called the marriage process where the where they attach the back to the front of it, and literally everything is like how they make it. And it is for me, Lego has always been something I've always loved. It was a childhood sort of staple for me, but this building this thing was unbelievable. It's even got its own key, its own steering. It's wow. got flappy paddle gears. It's got a, a W10 engine that works on it. Nice. It's it's like nothing I've ever seen before, mate. But you know what? I don't know. Were you, you a Lego fan, Dave? Were you was it something you, something yeah, you yeah. sort of? I love Lego. My my two boys have really started taking on like being a fan of Lego. We've got a few vehicles we've yet to build, but I. Mostly remember as a kid having a lot of Meccano sets. Meccano quality, yeah. With all the uh, all the metal pieces and the spanners and screws and nuts and bolts and whatnot. But I love Lego. Very accessible. Love makers of, like I say, we've got some vehicles that are, I think, three or 400 pieces per set to build. Not as advanced as the likes of your Technics, but on a similar sort of vibe. A lot of intricate pieces to build to make these vehicles. But I do love Lego. The boys have started collecting Lego Super Mario Set so they're, they're getting involved via that as well and sort of combine their love of Lego and their love of video games into one little toy set, which is it's a good journey to go on. I'm enjoying it. it like, it's a creative toy, it's such a basic toy, you know, it's building blocks. It's the 
the foundation of anything. But as as the I think the advert used to say, the was it the possibilities are endless or something, isn't it? Yes. Because it, you, your limits are your imagination, yeah, and that's sort right. of I think that's how they sort of pushed it, wasn't it? And that it's it is just bricks, but you can build absolutely anything from them. You know what I mean? It's you know I've seen people build like crazy things from them. You know if you ever go to like Legoland, oh yeah, um, or like the one in like the the Trafford Centre in Manchester, hmm. and they've got like life size cars and people and everything there. It's absolutely crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's a phenomenal place. Like, and you get to actually make your own Lego piece and stuff when you're in there as well. It's you know, so for kids, it's an amazing entertainment. It's a journey. There's a 4D cinema in there as well, so you get to see like some of the air. Uh, so you literally you see to move, you see to vibrate. There's winds, there's water, there's snow, there's everything in there. And you know what? It doesn't matter how old you get, because obviously you, you take your kids to these things. But I think I'm more sort of gooey-eyed as an adult, seeing all these things. You know, reminding me of when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And it, again, this is this is the retro side of things. It just it only takes one little thing to remind you of like when you got this Lego set or when you got this particular thing or that immersive experience that you don't you don't realize as a kid everything's a miracle. Mm. Everything is amazing to you. Yeah. And you know to to relive a small part of that just it does bring all that nostalgia back. I love it. Childhood memories, like I say, it's something to keep you. In a good mood, a good positive mood, which is what we're trying to achieve, certainly during this lockdown, which could be potentially the last one if this if this vaccine they're rolling out does its job. We could see numbers dropping and we could see ourselves getting back to some sort of normality, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to getting back to work, to be honest, when it happens. I know, it's a bit, get... of, a, bit of a mad one, isn't it? But obviously, obviously you, you posed that question to me, Dave, but is it, you know, what sort of projects are you sort of looking at getting into if you started anything new any new projects anything that, that you've you know you've put off and you've you've decided to pick up that you maybe you started a while ago and decided to start off like, is there anything that you picked up yourself dave i really do have some diy aspects that i would like to get done and i've yet to start truth be told there's a lot of odd jobs around the house that could be done which i should be doing and i i'll admit it i've been a bit lazy during these last few weeks i've been relying on eating lots of Christmas leftover food, drinking some beer, sitting down. I, I don't have a reasonable excuse, but my excuses have been lazy. But I do intend to get some housework done. I would like to take on some sort of craft, you know, like rediscovering my teens of drawing. Again, I used to be quite good when I was a teenager, drawing or do something arty. Mm. Maybe even, dare I say like it? Basket weaving. Basket like weaving. Maybe. Basket weaving could be good, you know. Yeah. Maybe even learn an instrument. Crochet. Who knows? Crochet. You never know. Is that how you, like, if you... um. If you're in the crafting world and someone beats you to the to the point, you say, ah, crochet. No? Apol- apologies. Oh, to apologies. quote you, Dave. Yes, the dreads are the drum roll that you hate me yes. doing because there's too many drums involved. <laughs> yes, 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 Dave. Yes. It's simply two drums and a cymbal. A hi-hat, a crash, whatever you want to call it, but I do about 57 drums going all around the shop. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Clearly, I'm yeah, not a drummer. Dave, it's one of my favourite things in life. Please continue. <laughs> Am I sensing a bit of sarcasm there? Maybe maybe a hint? Um, maybe a wee schmackerel of, of sarcasm, but yeah. A wee schmackerel. Yeah, I like a it. A wee like schmackerel, yeah. Uh, yes. I like that. I might, I might use that in, in, in a future conversations. It's just a wee schmackerel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we've obviously got projects going on in terms of podcasts. I'm hoping we're going to keep on with it. This bodes well for me being season two because, I, I like I say, I've got various topics in mind and various um, guest possibilities still to come on. So I'm hoping to get, dare I say it, another 10 episodes. We'll see what comes of it. But the journey's long. 
it's going to be a fun one and i'm hoping you're all going to stick with me and keep listening now as i mentioned earlier there are some new ways to get in touch you can get me on instagram and twitter both at davy 10 mins so you can use signal uh, messaging app you can send me some voice notes numbers on my instagram page and obviously if you go on via anchor you can just search for davy or davy 10 minutes and you'll find the links there but do get in touch i'd love to hear some feedback on how we're getting on if you want to hear specific topics in mind if you want to come on as a guest let me know and we'll get in touch with you and we can see what we can sort out lots more to come though craig you're going to be part of this i assume 100 percent, mate i'm here for the long game mate i will send... do, as we once quoted dave we'll be doing it on the regular oh yeah doing it on the regular talk about a retro phrase that's bringing that one back into the forefront <laughs> right now i want that on a t-shirt dave doing it on the regular I might do that. I'll get I'll get some t-shirts made up doing it on the regular. Definitely. I like that. I like Definitely. that. Thank you very much for your time, Craig. If you want to just let people know just how they can get older in terms of your podcasting and your YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, I'm available on YouTube. Just search up Positively Craig. Um, available, obviously, on Anchor as well for my podcast. Same ways as, obviously, you're reaching into Dave's uh, podcast as well, available on all them platforms. Um, yeah, please jump by, you know, subscribe, like, comment. You know what I mean? I'm loving the uh, feedback I'm getting. You know what I mean? I think definitely one of the one of the best things that's come out of this COVID situation is this collaboration with me and you, Dave, with this uh, podcast. Though it's been absolutely fantastic. It, it, it cannot but make me laugh. I think just the, the way the way we bounce off each other with some of our comedy is amazing. And to be honest with you, I, I'm I'm enjoying doing it on the regular. Good, good. Let's keep on with it. Let's keep on with it. Thanks, Craig. I will catch up with you soon. If not at work, then certainly via podcast. But yeah, stay safe and. Um, and I'll speak to you soon, buddy. All right, Maisie, you take it easy, my friend. Take it easy. Bye-bye.